It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi everyone, welcome to another one of our Passion to Succeed podcast show, a podcast show to really enable you to make a lasting difference and create change in your life and the environment around you. I'm really excited today to be bringing an amazing guy, a guy called Nick Kershaw that's gone on a journey of worldwide impact through creating and being the founder and CEO of Impact Marathon Series, a really inspiring opportunity to get involved into the communities, to make a difference and and be a part of something that is being impactful on a daily basis around the world. You know, Nick is a former city worker uh, who left finance really to trace his dreams and unite runners and uplift and empower communities all over the world. You know, I'm unaware, maybe you've read the book Leaving Microsoft to Change the World by John Wood. Well, look, this really inspires me to another level. And this guy, Nick Kershaw, is really making a difference with his business partners around the world today. So I'm really excited to bring this show to you uh, and share with you an opportunity to raise your game and make everlasting change in your environment and the environment around you. Enjoy today's show. Hey, Greg, how are you? I'm amazing, Nick. How are you? Yeah, super, 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 super. Uh, happy day. So where where are you at the moment then? You is it Kenya? Nairobi. You're at Nairobi. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's just a funny old time to be here because uh, elections yeah, they they'd very rarely pass off without too without issues here. So it's um uh, before, before, in the run-up to elections, the opposition does everything they can to just sort of disrupt things. So there's lots more sort of random arrests. There's lots more power cuts every day, and it's just very strange things start to happen. So, um, and then who knows <laughs> after the election? It's going to be an interesting one because the, the president is likely to lose. So, uh, it's all very interesting. So, what brings you to Kenya at the moment, then? Because I mean, I've just been looking at your your website and in a bit more detail today, mate, and it's just absolutely amazing what you're doing. It kind of, you know, when you have like the little the little happy endorphins bouncing around your bloodstream, and you, I, I just love it, mate. And it kind of sits really well with me. So, I'm really pleased that we get the opportunity to talk, if I'm honest. But what brings you to Kenya? Uh, so, I mean, um, we have two races that we're working on here. Um, uh, one in October and one in June. Okay. So um, I'm here now till till October working on this race, um, which is uh, for one charity in particular. So we have the two different types. We have the Impact Marathons, where uh, we work with beneficiary charities, um, and and it's sort of branded up Impact Marathons. Mm-hmm. And then we have white label events that we create for organisations. So okay. we've got two, these two races in Kenya are both white label ones. Right. So they're not branded. They're not on the website Impact Marathons and like that. But we do the whole the same thing but just for one charity that finds their runners that gets the uh, the fundraising in from them exciting times really good so do, yeah. you, do you do you are you an avid runner yourself do you do you take part in many of the races or well i, I don't get to take part in the races no it's on the day it's just mayhem okay. um although i did actually in nepal this year i was on sort of start finishing that area and uh, i put on my watch anyway and i got to 23 kilometers in the day so it's it's not you do you do get quite a lot of running but no i i don't run the races but um i love running like yeah. running for me has been 
2011 was when I first started and I just I love it completely and um, I just think it's one of the most greatest empowerment tools in the world and for me it's just been yeah such a special journey to see people uh, you run with people and you, you connect in a really special way um, and and there's a magic to that so uh, for me running is is well, it's it's a little bit hard at the moment because I'm right in the middle of Nairobi and the altitude's amazing. Um, but um, yeah, I love it. I, I I miss it when I don't run for sure. Oh, fabulous! It's amazing what you're doing and, and passion to succeed as a as a show. Um, and and my passion is really we come from a similar kind of I guess philosophy of that individually we have the the opportunity to impact our immediate environment and create a a ripple effect of impact around the world, whatever that may be, whether that, you know, is it just positively influencing someone's mindset, their environment, or mm. or really taking it to the level you are with the Impact Marathon team where you're, you know, yeah. really raising awareness, you, you're getting involved. And one of my passions for, for many years, and, and it's the reason why I, I started Passion to Succeed, is really to be able to take mindsets and philosophies to the world to really enable people to start believing in the possibilities that lie within them around them and before them so it's really fascinating that you've got this passion to you know make a difference and and get involved in different cultures and communities but obviously take take other like-minded people on a journey with you it's 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 really really exciting yeah i mean that's that's yeah absolutely yeah it's it's been a really fun journey, and um, I think that's that's absolutely it. In the end, the, the best moment about impact marathons is is usually the hug at the finishing line, <laughs> and you just see like people who've just left everything out on the course, and and because I, I I do the starting gun and and only, I sort of see see everybody go off in that nervous excitement that you have before a marathon, and then they go on a like this journey out there, and like, our last finisher in Nepal was eight hours thirty seven minutes. Wow. And that's a heck of a time to be out running, walking, digging deep within you. And then to, to have that privilege to see them as they cross the line to be the first face there is just, just really wonderful because the whole week is a journey for people. The race is just like the celebration of that. Well, Nick, do, do me a favour, mm. if, you, if you may, because, you know, we've got listeners all around the world, um, passionate individuals, entrepreneurs, you know, people that work in, in different industries. I remember, you know, one of the very first sort of two to three podcast shows that, that I did you know, a few years ago. I had a, a guy that was training for the for the London Marathon and he just found that the shows were really uplifting. And I just think, you know, a lot of people are just listening to me talk and I guess they're almost like listening to us and thinking, hang on a minute, what, what's impact running for uh, marathons? Who is this Nick Kershaw? I mean, I, you know, from what I've looked at and, and I'm aware of, and, and please fill me in, you, you know, you've really gone on a, a quite unique journey. Can, can I ask you a question before before we kind of go down this kind of line? Have you ever read a book called Leaving Microsoft to Change the World by John Wood? You know what? That is that's on my Amazon wish list. I've never read it. Do you know what? Oh, mate, it's, um, and it, it just really, when I was looking at your website and, and like kind of mm. looking into you a little bit, it, I kind of thought, God, this guy's doing the same sort of thing. And that this guy basically left Am- um, Amazon, left um Microsoft and literally started going around, you know, in the areas like Nepal and Cambodia and really making a mm. difference through, you know, um, 
you know, different different line of, of you know, obviously you're doing it through marathons. He was doing it through, you know, creating libraries and, and community centres. Mm. And, mate, yeah, I think you should read it. I think you'll find it really uh, exciting. I'll get it ordered um, today, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I just wanted to ask because, it, you know, looking at what you're doing, it just kind of made me think, God, it's almost like the same sort of passion and journey mm. to really have an impact on the, the kind of the less fortunate, you know, um, people of the world, I guess. So where, where did it all start for you? Because you used to work in the city, um, in London, yes. and I, I read something about um, you'd had an interview um, for a, a position at um, oh, Goldman's. Goldman Sachs. Sachs. That's right. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of where it it kind of the started for you. Is that right? I mean, t- tell us, give us a little bit of your background, Nick, and, and where you've gone on this journey to kind of really make a difference. Yeah, so I, I mean, I started really getting the the feel for everything like this when I was 18 and I, I took six six months to go play football in Ghana and I was playing football in Ghana and that was an amazing experience I came back went to university and then um, while I was at university I started organizing Kilimanjaro trips I thought it was like a really good way just to to keep on getting back out to Africa and I thought girls would like me um, and <laughs> and well I got back out to Africa quite a lot so um, we had these trips and um, it was really a case of just getting people fundraising and then getting them to actually see where that fundraising goes, visiting the projects, getting stuck in and learning where that cash flow goes. I think there's an, an element of cynicism sometimes about charities where money goes. And, and I don't really believe in that. I believe that, that we should be going out there and, and really understanding it. Um, so I came out of university to make the move into finance. And I, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, and in the end, I ended up sort of working in the impact investing area, which is investing in companies that are making a social difference. And that really kind of lit me up. But um, yeah, there's one day at, um, at Goldman Sachs, it was the final interview. I was with the managing director. It was over a glass of wine. It was as easy as, as it could be in theory. And uh, yeah, he just said, um, I don't think you should take the job. I think you should we'll take a pound of flesh and you really shouldn't be doing that. You should be back out in Africa because that's what fires you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was thinking about taking on my first marathon. And just as we were leaving to say goodbye, he just said, oh, and about the marathon, just make sure you do it in another country because it will change your life. And um, I went over to Athens, which is where uh, my family's from, and did the original Athens course. And in that process, we, we landed like literally the night before. And my, my, my family there had gone and picked up our race packs. We didn't get to the expo. We then did the race in the morning, had a quick kebab and got back on the plane back to England. And we'd never really seen any of Greece or got to feel for it. And um, yeah, so I just carried on running and then I started training for an Ironman. And a lot of people were saying about this Ironman, like, are you fundraising? And actually an Ironman is really kind of a, a, a quite a, you're doing it for your own demons, you're doing it for your own things really. And I wasn't, but at the same time I was doing some projects out in Uganda and I thought, well, we could do that. We could fundraise for something. Um, but when I went out on the fundraising, sort of trying to get £3,000 together, that was all we needed. Um, I said, like, I, I, I kind of fed up with everyone donating and putting their credit card away and that being the end of the journey. Mm-hmm. That should be the beginning of the journey. That should be like what you're doing is making a difference. It's changing people's lives. Yeah. And so I said, uh, it's a room of about 200 people. And I said, so I don't want you to just donate. I want you to come out to Uganda. And when you do, we're going to run a marathon. And I just carried on. And I didn't even know I'd said it. And at the end, um, some people came up and said, I love the marathon idea. We should do that. And I was like, okay. And so six weeks later at the Ugandan embassy, Trafalgar Square, launching the first Uganda International Marathon, it went really, really well. And people came out 
went and worked in the projects and the communities we've been fundraising for for the week and on the final day they got to run a marathon through the hills and, and the villages of, uh, and with the people like all the charities bring along the people uh, to run with you and so you're running as a community and you're not running for yourself anymore mm -hmm. and so that was the idea behind impact marathon so i moved on from the uganda team and started setting up uh the race in nepal colombia malawi guatemala um with the same idea of 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 getting people to go and see the country and come back empowered. And I think that's the key. And, and one of the things that I find interesting about the you know, books like, you know, I left Microsoft to change the world and, and those types of things is, is I really believe that there's certain people who are ready to do that and right to do that. But I also believe the fastest way to make a difference is for people to, to stay at, at Microsoft, to stay at Unilever, to stay at, at Goldman Sachs and to become uh, leaders of that business with an idea that there should be a social focus on all of it, with an idea that Unilever should know all of its supply chains and know the impact that uh, Goldman Sachs will probably question quite a lot of what they do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's so much that, that we can do if we actually stay in those jobs and with passion try and change the way that business works so that there is a real focus on the, on the social impact that they have. I mean, you, I mean, clearly you're really passionate about making a difference. I mean, obviously, you know, I think if people get over to, to the, the website, which we'll, we'll certainly make sure is in the feed and we'll, and we'll give them at the end of the show, I think people can really see. I was watching uh, one of your videos and uh, you can feel the passion for what you're doing coming across in your voice. And, and I love that because I think, you know, mind, body and soul, when you've got a focus to make a difference, um, you know, and it comes from, a place of, of passion, you know, you, you're really, I guess, empowered to go out there and, and kind of, I guess, do the things that, you know, other people may not already do and, and give up on things where, you know, I'm sure you've had many challenges. I mean, obviously, as a the, the CEO and founder of the Impact Marathon series, you know, you've created, you're creating that community. And, uh, you know, you mentioned you're doing it at the moment in, in four areas, Nepal, Malawi, Colombia and Guatemala, you said, yeah? Guatemala, yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, and you know, I, I guess in your mind's eye is, a, is the further expansion on, on, on different areas as well that you want to get into the, the communities and make a difference? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, you know, we, we're really focused on, so we link up with the global goals, the UN global goals, so 17 goals uh, until, that run until 2030. And they, they range from um, ending poverty to uh, climate change to sustainable cities, that type of thing. So mm -hmm. each of our races takes on three of those goals um, yeah. and each runner picks out a global goal they want to fundraise for and they'll go and visit the projects that, that we're working with in, in country. So really the, the focus right now is making sure that we've got all 17 goals covered across the races. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've got we've got two more races at the moment in the pipeline that we're working on um one in in the middle east and then one up in uh in east asia which is a really interesting one um so we want to just sort of keep on expanding into new communities but but never making the race too big you know like if we have more than 120 people living with us for the week we don't know their names we don't know why they're there we don't know what fires them up we don't know the story and what's powerful about race week is that community sense within the runners as well as within the community itself that we're working in yes. so if we had 500 people we wouldn't have that same intimacy and that same openness that people have so we want to always keep it small and just have a few more races um we're not, we're not looking to shoot the lights out or be the biggest or the best races, just the most sort of like humble and impactful. Well, this is it. And I, and I think, you know, you're clear on your website and, you know, we can make a big difference. And I think a lot of people, um, maybe through their environment they find themselves in or their social conditioning, 
underestimate the power that they carry to make a positive difference, not just in their their world, mm. but, but the greater world. Um, so yeah. so give, give, it, give us a bit of an insight. So, you know, I mean, the, there's some real passionate people that are listening to this show that are, that are open for development and um, mm. I guess have a, a purpose to make a difference in their field. And, and for me, you know, connecting with you, I'm a, a real believer in the law of attraction uh, and synchronicity. <laughs> and um, one of my passions of passion to succeed is to be able to go along a, a similar impactful route um, and raise uh, enough money through what we create in the future to be able to go to um, places maybe like Cambodia uh, would be somewhere mm. I'd love to go. But take, I've got two little girls and I want to take them. And it's like what you're saying, it's not just about putting your hand in your pocket and putting your credit card back in your wallet. It's actually getting involved. Mm. And I remember watching, um, there's a company called Success Resources owned by a guy called Richard Tan, who's based in, in Singapore. Um, he's the CEO. And I just remember seeing something they did where they, they literally t- took a, um, a very successful business and they took some of the, they, they'd set aside a level of income. They basically take this money, but also the community that worked with success resources and a lot of the wider community that kind of came in from other businesses. And they let, not only invested and, and paid for the impact, but they got in and got their hands dirty. And I think, you know, money's not really the important thing. It's the feeling you get for actually a bit of blood, sweat and tears to make a difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know, money. Money is not not the, the the reason why we can uplift people. Mm. Um, and even getting stuck in isn't the reason we can uplift people because it has to be done um, with the community involved. It has to be something that's really fun. It has to be something that, that genuinely uplifts and is, is a positive influence on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really it's really important for us to we spend you know a year building up to an event at least and spend that time really working listening to the community and listening and listening and listening and 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 working out what's best um, in order to make sure that we don't just turn up and have a negative impact um, and because that's really easy to do as well so it's um, it's a really fine line between going out and and being passionate and going for it um and then also you've got to think about the negative externalities of that but then the other thing is you've got to not overthink about the negative externalities Mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll never do anything you've just got to go and make it happen and i think that's that's one of the things that that we've always prouded ourselves on is is sometimes we get overlooked and sometimes um you know we don't get we you know we need to get more sponsorship on board we haven't been able to do that very well um and so we've just gone with the field of dreams build it and they'll come mentality it's like a, a big motto for us um uh, build it and they will come like we know what we're doing we know how to do this really really well so if people don't get it because it's a new idea that's fine if people don't like it that's fine as well because we know what we're going to build and we know that on race day everyone's going to be looking at it and going that's really really cool and they're (laughs) going to be wanting to be getting involved in the future so um that's where the thick skin comes in because you have to not be too academic and not be uh too gung-ho you have to find that nice little balance Hey, look, I, I totally get that. And again, the, the hairs on the arms of my uh, hairs on my arms are standing up listening to you because, uh, you know, looking at your website, I'm thinking, right, when's the next one? And, <laughs> you know, for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively healthy and, um, and, and keep myself fit. Running's not a uh, not something I've always loved um, unless <laughs> I'm chasing a football. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, which I know you've had a lot of impact as well. You um, you were doing some coaching in Ghana at one point. Is that is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, I was coaching and I was playing for a middle division team in Ghana um, as a goalkeeper, which is a brutal thing to do on Ghanaian football pitches. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And it's, well, football fitness is really different to running distance. Like, I can run for ages now, but if you put me on a five-a-side football pitch, I'll be knackered in 10 minutes, all about sprinting and changing direction. Like, nah, I'm scared of that now. <laughs> well, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm like inspired to, to come on uh, one of these, these impactful marathons for sure. And, um, you know, I'm not just saying that to be talking to you. I'm saying that because I'm passionate about making a difference and seeing what you're doing, just looking at race week. And what I'd like to do, because obviously I'm, I'm almost talking as if the guys that are listening know what we're talking about. Can you, can you give us a little bit of an insight into, um, you know, I think you, you well, I, I know you've got um, uh, an event coming up in Nepal in November. Um, you know, can you give us a bit of an insight if somebody's thinking, look, you know, I want to, I want to look into this. I want to make a difference. I love running. I, I want to yeah. get involved. I want to be impactful. How would they get involved and, and give people a bit of an insight into what that race week consists of, what people are actually yeah. going to be doing with you and the community? Yeah, it's great. Well, I'll talk you through what we did last year in Nepal, because that's um, a really good example of, of what we're trying to do in every country. And so you land in Kathmandu and I'll be at the airport with a big hug. So that's the most important thing of the whole week. You get a big hug. We get you over to the hotel and um, we'll have a nice evening dinner, like local food. And we'll just start to introduce the themes of the week. And, and we'll have um, uh, some speakers in who, who are Nepali speakers who can really start to demystify the country, make sure that everyone's thinking in that terms of like, we're a platform for change and discussion. We're not here to judge and we're not here to, uh, to, to, to find the answers. We're just here to create a discourse within the country. Um, so, for instance, we looked a little bit this year uh, about trafficking, which is one of the major issues that, uh, that hits Nepal because it's got a 1200 mile border uh, with India. So trafficking, you can say, is a negative, but there's a push and there's a pull factor. There are reasons why it happens. And we discuss and look and explore those. Um, and the next day, um, you'll head out around Kathmandu to go visit the projects that you were fundraising for. So if you were fundraising for gender equality, you'll go and visit with the Burns Violence Survivors um, or you'll go visit with Mighty Nepal who work on the, on the front line with the trafficking, uh, doing rescue missions into India. Wow. Um, and then that evening, we'll head up out of Kathmandu um, to what we call the Athletes Village, which is a big pop-up campsite with loads of big safari tents with beds inside, so it's nice and comfortable. Um, and you'll probably get there after sunset. It'll be... Uh, it'll be pretty cold and then in the morning you'll wake up and we've got a 180 degree view of the Himalayas we've got uh, morning yoga as the sun rises we've got a training run that you can go on um, and then last year we tried to build a five kilometer water pipeline um, wow. with the community they all they all brought along the tools the women at the front the Nepali women I cannot believe like they were amazing just going straight forward and the men were at the back drinking beers passing the white uh, the pipeline <laughs> through you know so just uh, it's just gives you a good idea of Nepal. Um, and so we spent two days basically doing that, working on building this pipeline. It was really ambitious. It was really on the edge. It was dirty work. It was pickaxes. Um, it was the Nepali way of building a pipeline, which you can see a thousand different uh, ways you can make it more efficient. But heck, everyone just got stuck in. And then in the evenings, we got the sunset bar. And again, that's that campfire where you get to meet the hundred other people that we had there last year. And the stories that get shared and the way people open up um, is really, really cool. Um, and then in the Friday, so, so Wednesday, Thursday, you're, you're getting stuck into the community project. Then Friday, we kind of relax, take a bit of time. We are going to run a marathon tomorrow. So it's a bit of time to get your legs sorted. Um, and we have like a pop-up cinema at the campsite where we 
we, we did a video of, of Mira Rai, who's this incredible ultramarathon runner in Nepal, who aged 16 was a Maoist uh, uh, soldier in the Civil War, uh, and now is, is the second best ultramarathon runner in the world. Um, wow. So he's, we watched a video on her, and her first race that she got sort of discovered was through Shivapuri National Park, which is the race, which is the place she'll be running the next day. Wow. Um, and then the Saturday is, is race day, and it's 2,000 meters of climbing at 2,500 meters of elevation uh, in altitude. Um, and it's, it's really, you know, one thing that you said was like people who love running. It's not even people that love running. We don't have the best runners in the world coming to impact marathon races. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the people who just say, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, and then they find a way to make it happen. Um, we had one girl who signed up three weeks before and she, she was our last finisher, but she found a way to make it happen. And um, so there's a whole buzz around that. We have about three, 400 Nepalis joining us to run as well. And um, it's just a real party atmosphere and celebration. And last year, Mira Rai actually came and did the, the prizes as well, which was really great to have her. And the, the energy and the positivity and the love and the light that came from her was amazing. So, um, And then we have a big after party, uh, a kind of like closing speeches. And uh, the next day, we have like other things people can do. So some people went on to just do Everest base camp straight away after doing a marathon, which was crazy. Um, but then we've got like, you know, flight over Everest or up to Annapurna circuit, like loads of different things that people can do, or you can fly home. Um, so that's kind of how impact meet plays out really. Yeah. It sounds, you know, it sounds like a real kind of packed week of, you know, getting involved and, and, and yeah, making a difference really. It's, um, it's really exciting, and you, and when you look at what you're what you're creating as a community, I mean, obviously, this has been a passion of yours, and you can hear hear that kind of that commitment and that passion and drive in, in your voice. What would you say, you know, for because obviously, we're, look, these are entrepreneurs, so people can come and connect with you, they can get involved, they, you know, mm-hmm. they like me, they can have the the inspiration to like see right, okay, how can I get involved in this and start being a part of of something different because it does look super super cool and i know mm. nepal um colombia uh, particularly always mm. been on my on my uh, you know top of my travel list i've done a lot of traveling like like yourself and um mm. you know so I, so i'm thinking right how do i make this happen so i know you know a lot of people will be maybe thinking the same but how have you made your journey happen i know you're a firm believer in in the law of attraction and you know yeah. do you think that's that's helped you along your way to where you've got to today yeah, I, th- I think the, the phrase that um, Escape the City, which is a, a London-based uh, r- recruitment firm, really, the, the way they say it is about engineered serendipity. Yeah. Um, and just really putting that energy out there. Um, I found like Colombia is a really good example. Um, I didn't speak a word of Spanish, not even one word. And um, I just had this gut feeling that we really wanted to set up in Colombia. And I was just... just didn't really know how to make it happen. I sent out some emails, didn't really get much. So just booked the flight and two days later, 4 a.m. landed in Bogota. Again, never been to Latin America, never spoken any Spanish, couldn't even ask for a coffee at 4 a.m., which was really important. <laughs> and I spent five days on an Airbnb sofa, just emailing and calling and emailing and calling and getting literally nowhere, like nowhere. And I just thought, Colombia hates me. Like this country hates it. And the negativity was like, really building up and you know my 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 business partner i called him up i don't know why we're here like no one cares and um he said well give it till friday and if on friday it's not working give it all you've got and then on friday we'll we'll get across to ecuador because we've got great contacts there we've got loads of people and i woke up on friday with uh, a, a whatsapp from a former miss columbia called claudia lena 
and she asked me for lunch and she introduced me to her husband who is a guy called Carlos Vives who's a man I'd never heard of because I don't speak a word of Spanish but in Latin America this is a pop star who sells out 70,000 seater stadiums wherever he goes wow. he did a 13 time Grammy award winner he did a single with Shakira last year and in Colombia they care about Carlos not Shakira it's like <laughs> and so suddenly we're going up to his hometown we're spending time with with him, you know, we were working on it backstage when he played at the Royal Albert Hall in London, um, his first ever London gig. You know, so there's just so many things that happen because you put yourself out there and you just make yourself present. It's all well and good sending an email or having a Skype call, but there's nothing, nothing, nothing beats just getting out in country and saying, I'm here, this is my dream, this is my vision, who's, who's up for it? And those people will just ignore you, especially in Colombia, where they just don't reply to emails, even now. <laughs> it's, it's just about, the way it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that key of getting out in the environment, getting in your arena and, and living the game of life, really. And, and as you said, putting your outs out there and being present, which, you know, is, isn't isn't common nowadays. I mean, people sat behind their PlayStations and, and watching oh. TV rather than getting out in the world and, and experience life. I mean, I'm based over in Spain at the moment and you know I brought my two little mm. girls out here a year ago and um, literally just put them into Spanish school didn't speak a word of Spanish and you know they're, they're literally fluent now in three languages which is it's just okay. phenomenal okay. When, when people can realize the power we have within when you're almost mm. just put into that environment like like you're saying you've gone out there haven't spoken a word of, of English uh, sorry Spanish and um, you know you've um, just left you left left your heart on the tarmac, so to speak, and and you know put yourself mm. out there, and you've engineered that success, which is inspiring, really inspiring. Definitely so a fun story, yeah, totally, very much so. So you're out in um, in Kenya at the moment, and I know you yes. do some white label events for um, outside of of the impact marathons. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, I'm I'm really kind of stoked to have been able to connect with you uh, Nick I know you, you're really busy and but there's one thing I just wanted to to ask you I read some um some information where you'd you would uh, you'd put a post up somewhere and you talked about 16 lessons that you'd learned over the the year I think of 2016 uh, when you yeah. started going on yeah. this journey I mean you know to share all 16 uh, may be a little bit much to ask with your time and your commitment that you have out in in um, in Kenya but could you maybe share a could you share a few lessons, maybe maybe three lessons that have been really impactful for you and your journey to go from where you was walking out of that um, Goldman Sachs interview and, and literally making mm. a difference and sort of chasing your dream to be more impactful on a on a on a worldwide front? Um, yes, for sure. I mean, I think um, the first one is what we just talked about earlier: build it and they will come. Yeah. Like that for me is absolutely it. Is that no matter how much time how many times you get told that you know oh, this isn't a great idea or this isn't really an investable business or or whatever it's just a case of just keep on going kicking one put in front of the other um and and once you start to build it people start to come around it because they see it and they see the vision come to life you can't always expect people to buy into the vision just from what you said they can feel your energy but they may not get the idea and it can take some time um the other part i think is the first lesson is, is integrity can't be compartmentalized so you can't have a business that's a social business and then on the side you don't have your personal life in order or you don't know and i've learned that the, yeah really the hard way is just like bringing that personal life back into into order and having integrity in everything that i do because you can't once you've got something wrong in one part of your brain it will infiltrate the rest and you can't have that purity of vision um so that's good um 
I think happiness is only real when shared. That's from uh, Into the Wild, amazing yeah. film, amazing book as well. Happiness is only real when shared. I've, I spent the first 18 months of the business uh, on my own, going, <laughs> sleeping on Airbnb sofas. And it's really a, a great journey. Um, but now, um, for the last uh, eight months, my girlfriend's been on the road with me. And um, it's just so much different. It's so much more different to, to take in the joys together and, and to have someone there to, to help you through those difficult times as well. And she's setting up a you know, teaching Spanish online business as, and, and as well. So it's really exciting time for us. Um, and it suddenly brings it all to life. It's the same as in Nepal. The happiness came when there was 120 people there. Of course. Um, and when you get to share it with people and share this vision. So I think that's a, that's a really good one. Um, I guess the final most powerful one for me in 2017 has been about um, is, is, is lessons that I got from uh, the Ryan Holiday book, Ego is the Enemy. Um, and it's just about that, that ego being such a, a fundamental part. You know, I used to have uh, business partners who are, who are ruining themselves with it. And, and I used to do the same. And just knowing that, the, that you have to let go of that. It's not about you. Yeah. It's not about that. Um, and, and, and taking those, it helps with those, those difficult times. You know, we postponed the Columbia race and that should have been one of the worst days of my career. And yet it just felt like the right thing to do. And the only thing that was holding me back and making me angry about it was that sense that people are looking at people. People are waiting for me to fail. People are, the, they're not. People are looking at their own business. People are looking at their own things. They're not interested. They're not, they if they do want you to fail, then they really don't matter. You know, if, if you genuinely want someone else to fail, then your opinion is of little importance to me. Of like, course. you know, so, so letting go of that, that idea that everyone's looking at you or that you have to fulfill it or that it's all on you. It's not, it's not. Relax about it because you, yeah, it's, it's just, just keep working. Just keep, keep building it and then they'll come. And, and letting go of that has been really, really important for 2017, for sure, because we just had to reassess the business. We, we went too aggressive. We pulled it back. And now, six months later, it's really starting to move in the way that we always dreamed it would. But if we hadn't done that, if we'd gone gung-ho and said, no, we're going to make it happen no matter what, because X, Y, Z, then we'd probably be out of business now. Well, you're certainly creating uh, an impact, and and I think listening to you, the you know your your core and your your integrity is integrity is even you know I guess really in lined with your mission, which is really important. You're clearly a guy that you know walks your own talk, and 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 I'm really grateful to have had some of your time, Nick. Um, I mean, I will one hundred percent. Thank you, thank you, Craig. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly going to be on one of your um, races. That's for sure. <laughs> because it, and and for me. The race will, the race will kill me physically, but for me, it's not, <laughs> it's not, for me, it's not about that. I mean, I'll, I'll go through the burn and, and the pain of that. Cause I think, you know, actually getting involved, um, and, and, and doing something in a community is the, the, the biggest thing for me. And it's, you know, something that I want to do and something that I will continue to do. So I'm going to start that initial journey with you guys. So guys, look, for the, all of you listeners over uh, on our Passion to Succeed podcast show, um, Nick's uh, and his partner's website uh, is impactmarathon.com. So go and check it out. It's it's really inspiring. What Watch the video. There's a, a video about, I think, about one and a half minutes long of Nick and you're really you know, get the message again and you'll see the congruency and, and the passion that really kind of lies within Nick and, and this mission to, to make an impact worldwide. Um, and um, look, I'm really grateful 
um, for you, Nick. So again, thanks again. Uh, guys, get over, get connected. I really do hope you've enjoyed another one of our Passion to Succeed podcast show, a show really focused on helping you raise your game and you know raise your expectations and your beliefs and the possibilities that lie within you, around you and before you. And you do have it within you to have an impact. And you have an impact on everything around you on a daily basis. Your positivity, your energy, your focus, your desires really can be impactful. So for that, I am really, really grateful. Uh, Nick, we, we lost you momentarily there. I know you're over and <laughs> That's great. Hey, look, mate, I was just, just really just thanking all the listeners and, and um, directing them over to, to your site. Um, so look thanks again Nick I really appreciate your time and we will most definitely connect again soon so um, have a fantastic day out in in Kenya buddy you too buddy you too thanks if you enjoyed today's show we would appreciate it if you would like most people share through social media then subscribe rate and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud that's all for today thank you for joining us the Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com Get over to the website, subscribe and join the community of passionate people.